This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Everybody, we're back. This is the drive, ninety-three point seven. The ticket. This going. segment is proudly sponsored by Florio's Italian Restaurant and Grill, just south of Lincoln Southwest High School, Fourteenth and Pine Lake. Stop by for dinner Monday through Thursday from four to nine p.m. and lunch or dinner Friday through Sunday. They're open eleven to ten Friday and Saturday, and eleven to nine on Sunday. They got pasta, seafood, steaks, mm. chops, plus other great Italian dishes. And they also have Italian wines. So stop on by Florio's. Florio's. I got to read these texts too, man. Parents ask the wrong questions. I know texture says parents ask the wrong questions. Why isn't my kid playing when they should be asking, what does my kid have to do to get better? Shannon Lincoln says youth sports are push versus pull. If you're pushing your kid to do it, you're losing. If you're making it so fun for them, you're pulling them away. As a parent, you're winning. Jesse says here, I have two kids, and the biggest problem with today's sports is most of the time it's who you are and who you know, how much money you have, that determines how much you get to play. It's okay to play on the Lord's little team where the kids can have fun and keep the politics out of it. And Todd says, there's the pressure for kids and youth sports. Never put pressure on my kids doing sports. My boy does Ninja Warrior because he legit loves it. I'm so glad he doesn't want to do play baseball. We, sit, we read that one, play baseball or soccer. I get it. So many youth sports have become rich kid sports. Jay, you mentioned the D1 aspect of it and uh, where your kid is at right now. And I'm going to keep hitting on this point, that internal flame point to you, because I think that's crucial. Yeah. The biggest change, I remember when I left Lincoln High, I remember Coach Noel, Eric Noel, uh, big shout out to Coach Noel. I love that man to death. He goes, Aaron, because it wasn't AD. Turner Gill actually named me AD yeah. uh, back when I was um, uh, a freshman at Nebraska. But he says, Davis, he always called me Davis. He says, Davis, you're not going to be able to run by everybody at Nebraska. It's not going to happen. Yeah. My first practice, our recruiting class of 92, Kenny Wilhite and um, uh, Foreman were talking about this a few days ago. That recruiting class was insane. Riley Washington ran the fastest 200 meters in the nation yeah. that year. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, that's Riley had world-class speed, as you know, yeah. Gates. He had world-class speed. And I remember my first practice realizing, okay, there are linebackers running me right now. At Lincoln High, I wish you would put a linebacker on me. Yeah. I would embarrass him. Yeah. At Nebraska, mm-mm. D1 level, college level, just put it that way. D1, D2, it's, it's different in college. Absolutely. But the athletes I was going against, those guys were world class. Hence why the championships that we have, you know, and Jay, you're a uh, uh, recipient of that as well. What's been the advice you've given Jackson, being a father, not a coach, to understand there's a switch that comes on, a major switch that comes on? Because I've seen Jackson, when I've seen Jackson play, Jackson will run by people. Yeah. What's been the message you've given him how that switch is going to be totally different at the collegiate level? That switch is already hit. And Jackson will tell you it is. And once again, we take it back to the Warren Academy. You know, Jackson made that travel seven-on-seven team, mm. uh, the elite travel seven-on-seven team. Uh, and I was just telling uh, Chris, because 
Jax's original thought the last couple of years is he just wanted to score touchdowns. He wanted to be a wide receiver. Well, he's been told, you know, you're gonna you're gonna make your money as a DB. I used to tell him, Jax, you're only as good as your quarterback, right? Mm. I mean, he didn't have a D one quarterback, and so I was like, you're a better corner, and you have a better chance at corner. And at this level in high school, if you don't have a, a D one quarterback throwing you the ball, you're only that's only gonna you could be wide open. I could put Jerry Rice out there, and if a kid can't get you the ball, right? Mm-hmm. So Jax gets on this seven on seven team, and our first trip to, was to Vegas uh, against in a tournament seven on seven tournament against people from around the country, all D one right. athletes, elite. Jax saw I didn't have to say anything to him; he got roasted. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> it was and good it, for him. Yeah, it was it was good. And uh, but here's the deal: now Jax would bounce back, and he would come back out there, and he would roast somebody, right? But he learned very quickly that what he sees in a Class B game at Waverly or Norris or wherever, he's now seeing it for the last or for this off season. And he had Danny Kalen throwing him the ball. I was just telling him, you know, Danny Kalen was Jax's quarterback on a 7-on-7 seven seven this year. Mm-hmm. So, I remember Jax got in the car and he goes, I've never seen anyone throw a ball like that. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, Danny will throw you open. I mean, Danny's a pleasure to watch, right? Yeah. And he's also, as a father, I don't need to say anything. I'll put him on the team. <laughs> and Jax would get in the car and be like, wow, Dad, today was a tough day, right? But he would say, I'm learning. I'm getting coached. I never learned this. Now, the one thing, Jax, I think he did fairly well, it may have took for the light to come on during the 7-on-7 season, is every mistake he made, he learned from, right? right? And Tony Veland and Zach Bowman and that mm-hmm. coaching staff, that's one thing they would say is, Jax might get beat or Jax might make a mistake, but he's going to learn from that. And then, I mean, he's coachable. That's really, right. at the end of the day, he's coachable. Um, and some of those things, the details that those guys, the Super Bowl champions yeah. – can bring to picking him apart and teaching him as a dad that was my job is to get him that kind of coaching and that's how i feel like it's benefited him where he's he's very excited to play this year man the being coachable aspect absolutely is huge huge to understand when you're being coached and how it's not somebody coming at you right right yeah that yeah. i mean that's such a, a crucial yeah part because now kids these Take kids it are super soft yeah no but jay why just, is that what why i'm asking both of you guys this we got rgt next but i'm gonna ask both of you guys this though why do you think it's so tough for kids to receive criticism because today? They're so i'm not so, saying all but some because they're so soft now everything gets a medal everyone the coaches have to play everybody i mean it's these kids are, I mean, I I hate the fact that I'm now, you know, at this age, looking back, saying we had it so much harder. But, you know, these kids get medals. You can go to a, you know, they award all the way down to fifth place. It's even in the schools. These kids could go take a test, fail the test, retake it, and their grade changes. Well, that, that, that didn't happen so, when I was in school. So, I'm going to ask you both this, though, guys. Who's making the rules? The parents yeah. and exactly. the coaches. It's the adults. And the, dude, listen, I'm going to tell you this. And I say this at every youth camp I speak at with, with teenagers, young people. When I hear people say, kids are soft, who created the culture? The adults cultivated that environment. Yeah. The kids aren't giving themselves six-place trophies. No, but they take them. They take them because yeah. the adults <laughs> in the room created that environment. So when I hear people say Damn. today, kids are soft. Who created the environment? 
The adults did. Yeah, and they, and, and so we, 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 here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. We nurture the cause, but we curse the effect. We nurture the cause. Sixth place, showing up, being there. But we curse the effect, being kids are soft these days. Well, who's giving out the freaking trophies? Well, but, but it's the adults. It's a level of complacency where they accept it, right? Oh, you got sixth place, but that's good. You know who did sixth place you know who didn't accept it? Right. My guy for the Steelers. He told his kids, take that trophy back. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Raph? He said, take that trophy back. Yeah. He goes, no, we don't get trophies for sixth place. Yeah, I don't get that. That's don't a consolation. Don't we don't get trophies for sixth place. Chief, we were all growing up because the adults, now I'm going to say this to all the listeners right now, we can blame kids all we want for soft, uh, 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 not showing up, or they're, 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 uh, they're sensitive. Who created the environment? The if you're telling your kid when they come home, and they, oh, you got fourth place, that's really good, you say no. I mean, that's would how you my, learn. You first, had, I would also ask my kids, would top, you learn from losing? Top three. Don't do it again. Right. Look, it, look. I tell parents, look. When you watch the Olympics, people who train all four years, how many spots get recognized? It's yeah. top three. That's right. Right. And no one wants to be two or three. Right. Everybody wants gold. Going for the yep, gold. gold. So if you're honoring your kid for well, you got a fifth out of twelve. That's really you know good effort. But no, you you fifth. You is finish fifth. in the top yeah. half, Jay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> give him a trophy. Well, Thomas yeah. Lincoln I mean, said, "If you so, ain't first, you're last." And Thomas but, Lincoln, and that's old school. But I'm old school with you, Thomas. I, I'm, I, I agree. If you didn't come in first, doesn't mean you degrade the kid. No. But it's like, what do you have to do to improve? Yeah. Do you want to win? Because that's how the real world is. I think some world, of these man. kids come out and they're, well, cutthroat. they don't know what the real world's like. Let me ask right you this, Gates, and I'm going to ask all you guys this. Do you want the pilot who came in first or the pilot who came in seventh in his class or her class? As long as he can land the plane. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> top half. Yes. Top half. But I'm going to tell you this. You want that top half. Yeah, you don't want yeah, someone yeah. working on your knee that came in 12th in a class of 12. No, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, think about it, guys. I, I told you guys yesterday some stories from my high school uh, and, and and how I was coached, and, and I w- wouldn't trade it for the world. Coached hard. It was it was either the – Oh, yeah. We, we, we I were remember all, this we were, now. We were yep. all faced with this. All right, we either make an adjustment <laughs> that, that fits us in line with how this team's going to operate or we won't play. And, mm. and, and it was this overriding or, over, you know, overarching message of you will never be bigger – than this entire team or program at that point. And it was like, all right, you either you either do what's expected of you and do your job yeah. or have fun playing somewhere else. Yeah. And and, and yeah. I wouldn't trade that. I would not trade like, that for the world. A lot of parents hear that and they're like, you benched my kid. We're transferring. Well, see, and okay. that's why, like you mentioned, I, and having been around enough youth sports and reffing and stuff like that, you know, early on and before when Jax was a baby, Kenner was asking me to coach. And the, I said, I'm, I can't coach. I don't have the I don't have the uh, the sense of the political correctness. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to coach, it'd have to be a varsity level sport because <laughs> I, I parents get sideways with me real yeah. yeah. But uh, your kid's not playing because he sucks, well, and, I, he, and that's just the way it is. And you know what, kids <laughs> suck and sit down. You know? And Jay, yeah, and Nick, what you both are saying, you're just keeping the truth and saying you're geared in the right way. I just got this message right here. And it says, AD, I recognize one of these kids. Came on LinkedIn. It's at Baird Homes, a law firm uh, there in Omaha. That's AD right there in front of Baird Homes. Oh, wow. man. If you're on the text, Legend. you can't see on the text line. But AD, I'm looking at this right now. 
Uh, he is uh, crazy proud of this dude. Crazy proud of him. The garbologist says here, I can't remember for sure who it was, but I think it was Jacob Hester. There was a field on the way home they called the Trophy Graveyard, and they would throw anything below third place out the window <laughs> in the field on the way home. Unknown Texas says this, showed up at a soccer tournament for daughter, and they hand out trophies at sign-up. Nice. Wow. Folks, when we come back, we got RGT. He's going to he's gonna serenade you. you Jacob Hester scored two touchdowns for the Denver Broncos in his career. Oh, boy. It's almost over. We'll be right back. The ticket. Got Gates in the house. Nick on the board. AD and Rapp.